What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Backlog Buddies podcast, or welcome back if you are a returning listener. I am one of your hosts, AJ Reeves, and also with me hosting is Steven Schneider. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. <laughs> Where'd that come from? I have no idea. It's just completely random. Oh, hello, mate. <laughs> That's not a knife. Sean, well, I was you were doing Australian, and then I turned it over into Shaun of the Dead. Oh my god, it's been such a long time since I watched Shaun of the Dead. I have no idea, like, all the references. The only reference I remember from Shaun of the Dead was the, um, when the zombie was walking down the alleyway towards them, and they go like, da 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 Yeah, the scene I was referencing was, like, in the background when he answers the phone, he's like, oh, hello, mate, or some shit like that, I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen it too, but that's what you reminded me of. That sounds like Nick Frost. Yeah, it was Nick Frost for sure. Uh, okay, cool. Yep, yep. yep. They are playing PS2 in that movie. That's how old that movie is. Fuck. <laughs> they are playing PS2 Time Splitters. <laughs> <laughs> the Halo Killer before the Halo Killer. Then that wasn't a Halo Killer. It wasn't, no, but that's what everyone talked about being a Halo killer at one point. No game was a Halo killer. Of course not. Alright. Anywho. Let's talk about some video games. Um, what are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> what? Let's talk about some video games. Silence. <laughs> I I am still dabbling in Assassin's Creed Origins. Oranges. Oranges, <clears throat> me too. Uh, I haven't made too much progress. I, I progressed the main storyline a little bit. Um, got to one of my two assassination targets after you, after Bayek first meets up with his wife, who you discover who his wife is, and uh, his wife is super hot. <laughs> and just been kind of like crawling through the the side stuff. I best I spent a lot of time like hunting and gathering and like building up my gear. So I killed some crocs and. Uh, <laughs> Made some made some leather bags and shit, and uh, also got some soft leather. Made some like gauntlets upgrades. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, like, it's I a lot of fun just to like jump or like mess around in that game. I've been doing that too. All I've been doing is hunting. I uh, pretty much got to where you are, but I'm past where you are. I've actually assassinated the target you were supposed to go to. Um, I just did that like an hour ago actually <clears throat> but i think I, I think i saw that happen or like i saw that you logged on and spent that time doing that you probably saw the achievement <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i because i've been uh i don't know if you ever watch critical role i know you don't because you don't play D, but they have like th- three episodes up of their new campaign and they're like four hours each so i've been watching those <laughs> in the background and just hunting my ass off and then uh, I'm partially I'm doing that too because like cedarwood, um, mm-hmm. apparent I read somewhere that cedarwood is hard to come by later in the game, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get all this shit now so I'm not struggling later, and then it works out because I'm watching a, a show, a whole four hours of a show, and then getting upgrades done in that, um, but yeah, I, I am in love with the game. <laughs> yeah, that's all I want to do. It's scratching an itch that I've had for such a long time. And I was playing earlier today, and I'm like, oh man, this is what I want a Dragon Age Inquisition to be. Like, 
beautiful open world RPG. I mean, except, you know, there's no magic in this game. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, at, at, to some degree there is, because, you know, the way you upgrade certain arrows and the way you upgrade, I mean, I know what you mean, like, there's no, like, fire and ice casting and things like that, but, right. like, you're able, at some point you're able to homing missile your goddamn arrows, yeah. so there's yeah. some some level of, like, Fantasy mysticism too. happening, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I mean really the way fun to do. Yeah. I really like the way they um, they did Eagle Vision this time around. Like literally literal did Eagle Vision. <laughs> <laughs> like that 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 to me was like the best change while keeping it true to the Assassin's Creed formula, because they did it in a way that made sense. Um, and it's so useful. Yeah, I use it all the time. And it's just also kind of fun, like calling down Senu, and Senu's like, "All right, I got you. Let me mm-hmm. scope around." And then you just do your thing. Sometimes I just fly around as fucking Senu, and I drift. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the funny thing is, uh, there was one point where, remember I told you, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, I'm pretty sure I did, where you can set your camel to automatically ride to your objective. Yep. Which, from now on, every goddamn video game better have this. Like, <laughs> I don't understand why that's not a thing. But sometimes when that happens i will set my uh my camel to ride to its objective and while it's doing that you'll get the notification hey you're close to your target you should call senu to see where it's at i'm like all right cool call senu and i'm like scoping around and sometimes you know when it's like honing in on the target it's not exact you have to get it like 100 percent. yeah so i'm shifting this around trying to lock it on and i'm spending a little too much time doing this not realizing that my camel's still in autopilot and i ride through a restricted area (laughs) and i'm starting to get attacked and i'm wondering why is my screen going red why is my health going down all of a sudden i call down i bring out senu and i'm on the ground getting stabbed by four different guards and i'm like okay that's something new i learned (laughs) it didn't pull you out of senu no did not pull me out of senu it did not pull me out of senu until i get i'm using senu and a good guard discovers me it pulls me out of senu every time huh it must have been a weird glitch then or something that happened, but I I was getting attacked, didn't know it until I was going red and almost desynced. Um have you uh come across the uh I think it's pronounced phalakes? You know what I'm talking mm. about? The phalanges? No, I haven't come across the phalanges. The phalanges. I think it's pronounced <laughs> phalake or philaki. I I've never seen this word before, so I don't. I don't know. I think. I, but in the game, I think I heard them pronounce it as Falaki. I'm gonna go ahead and say no because I don't. I feel like I would have recognized that. Well, you like you I, would have for sure. Yeah. Because it's like they're uh, a little red icon on your map, and they're basically bounty hunters that are constantly searching for you, and they're pretty high leveled. The one I the one there's two after me right now. One's twenty. One's twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> and they started chasing me around when I was level 11 or 12. And they just instantly one-shotted me, almost, um, on my first time I came across him. Because I was like, I can take this motherfucker. And then he <laughs> saw me, and then he shot one arrow at me, and it put me at a sliver of health. And I said, oh, God. <laughs> and I ran my ass away, and he didn't get me. <clears throat> um, earlier today, though, I, uh, I'm level 17 now. And I was just like, eh, three levels under. I should be able to to hold my own a little bit. 
might be just harder than regular fights. This dude, I, he came up to me. He said, fah, 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 and I was done. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I guess I got to be level 20 to fight these motherfuckers. Maybe. Maybe, sir. And every time they're near, your screen just like goes, and your controller vibrates, and it says the Falakes are near or some shit like that. And That's it, some like reaver type shit to get you scared of what's about to happen yeah they're pretty they're pretty intimidating um <clears throat> but they don't they it's like line of sight they have to see you in order to chase you down but it's almost like whenever you start doing a lot of things or like killing guards and stuff like that it's like yeah. they start working their way towards you so it's almost as like town whispers are leading them in a direction towards you <laughs> interesting yeah it's pretty intense um I'm surprised you haven't gotten to them. I don't know why I started getting them either. I thought it was because I did uh, one of the quests. Um, well, let me ask this. Um, after you meet up with Bayek's wife, did you assassinate those two targets? I or assassinated you... one of them. Okay. Same. And it was on I accident, got... too, because I wasn't going after it. I just stumbled into a restricted area, and he happened to be there. <laughs> Because I, I, I've been doing that. I've been in between hunting. I've been, like, going and getting uh, the eagle synchronization points. What are they called? Oh, the 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 the, the viewpoints. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah getting those, those things. I've been doing those, and a lot of times they're in, like, restricted areas or areas where there's, like, little treasure locations. So I've been doing those in between. Stuff that where I don't have to listen to dialogue because I'm watching uh, a twitch slash youtube show so i've been doing stuff where i don't have to pay attention to dialogue or anything <clears throat> okay and i do side missions here or there they'd have like that little 20 second cutscene, so i just pause my show listen to it and then unpause and go do the mission um what about uh have you come across uh what's his name what's his name retta rita little little boy that has a giant camel Oh, the the merchant. Yeah, and he gives he's like teal on the map, and he gives you like special quests, and then when you complete those quests, he gives you awesome gear. Yep, and I have I got the first uh, I met him, and I got the first quest to get the gear, but I haven't like finished the quest. Oh, you should um, finish it because it's daily. You can only do like yeah. one a day. Yeah, that's that's what I figured, and and um, I got caught up in doing something else. So I was like, you know what? I'm already tired, so I'm going to come back to this, not realizing that it was daily, and I was just like, okay, well, I'll get to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> catch, you, catch you on the next one, my friend. Yeah, I, I got some cool stuff from them. They got a, I got this dope-ass, uh, <clears throat> I don't even know what kind of weapon it is, but it's like a staffed weapon, but he wields it like it's a giant axe. But uh -huh. it poisons enemies on hit, and it makes them bleed on hit. <laughs> <laughs> so right now I feel untouchable when I fight enemies. Unless of course there's like 900 guards that on horses that are shooting arrows at me. <clears throat> Other than that, I I uh it's pretty easy to fight enemies with this weapon. The only thing that well, sucks dang. is like once you when you continuously level, you uh will grow out of those weapons and then you'll find other weapons to that are that are do more damage. And you can keep your weapon, but you have to upgrade it. And it's expensive as hell to upgrade legendary weapons. It's like 3,000 gold a piece just well, to damn. upgrade it. Yeah, and it just brings I it up to your level. I think I only upgraded like a couple of rares and 
Like the couple of the ones like below legendary. I got some stuff from Twitch too, which is pretty cool. Twitch Prime. Mm, I think I've seen those. But it, isn't that the uh, Aguilar outfit from the Assassin's Creed movie? The Aguilar outfit is one of them, yeah. Because I got that from Uplay. Or what's it called? Ubisoft Club? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, maybe, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, because it's all mixed together, so. I don't know. Yeah, I have that. I have Edward's outfit from Black Sails, which I love, but it doesn't, like, I wear it, and I'm like, he said Black Sails. so, huh? He said Black Sails. That's Black Sails, Black silly. Flag. <laughs> black Flag. It, it's a pirate thing. At least I know. Black Sails is a pirate show. <laughs> um, But I love his outfit, but I, every time I wear it, I'm like, it's so pretty. It just doesn't fit this time period. <laughs> it doesn't. No, that that's the way I felt about Aguilar's too. So I tried it on. And I was like, Aguilar's, oh, look, look. I can actually fool myself into thinking it fits into this time period. It's although it's a lot nicer because all the other stuff is like kind of torn up, like almost like sand torn up stuff. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know. I I can I can suspend my disbelief in thinking Aguilar's outfit works, but I have Ezio's also, mm-hmm. and that doesn't work either as nice as it looks Altair's might (laughs) but I don't have Altair's I know that's like the one outfit they don't put in there (laughs) well if it does you have to unlock it yeah that's true there's probably one you know what I miss I miss those quests that unlock like legendary armor like I remember back in Assassin's Creed 2 and then Brotherhood there was like this legendary armor that you heard about from like the moment you start the game yeah 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 I think there's there's some of that in this Huh. Pretty sure. Well. I mean, there's all kinds of outfits um, that you can buy or that you'll unlock, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be tombs. I know I, I could be misunderstanding, but I'm pretty sure there's tombs that are going to have new outfits. And I know the DLC that just came out was called the Hidden Ones or something, added some more legendary outfits. I don't know. I, well, I, I'm, I'm so in love with this game. Like, I'm t- I, like I said, it's everything I want a Dragon Age Inquisition to be, where it's like open world RPG. I can I shoot arrows the way I'm supposed to, and I fight the way I, I've been wanting, and I'm by myself. I don't have to worry about a party. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's scratching that itch that I wanted Dragon Age Inquisition to scratch. But see, now I'm worried. See, now I'm worried that with that itch that you wanted Inquisition to scratch and the, how much you're loving this game, if you're ever going to get to The Witcher. I, I think I will. I'm starting to feel like The Witcher might be a lost cause. No, no, sir. The Witcher. <laughs> the way, Think of think of like all these games I'm getting out of the way, and it's just like I'm climbing towards the end goal, which is The Witcher. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, if that's the case, when, also, when I think if I played The Witcher three first, I wouldn't appreciate Assassin's Creed Origins as much because Origins clearly has inspiration from The Witcher. As well I mean, as, a bit. As well as uh, uh, Breath of the Wild, I think, has had a little bit of influence in it. And Yeah. Actually, I started taking a list of games. Uh, there's definitely some Witcher inspiration. There's definitely some Breath of the Wild inspiration. There's definitely a lot of inspiration from uh, other Ubisoft stable titles. Like, of course. Yeah. I mean, that just kind of goes without saying. Yeah. Um, I also noticed like elements of Dragon Age in there in terms of like how you um how you kind of move in the world not necessarily like the parkour aspect but like the way the character animations kind of feel 
it, it was very Dragon Age. Everything has like a heft to it. You know what I mean? I will say too, the animations in this game are awesome. Like when you put people on the back of horses or take them off, mm-hmm. it's, it's like they thought of an animation for every angle you approach it. Other yeah. games, you would just like teleport to the side that it needs to be on, <laughs> and it'd pull it off the same way every time. Right. It's like a lot of little details in there. That, that that's kind of why I say it's Witcher inspired because it has those details, especially the world. The world. I mean, even though The Witcher Three's world is way more immaculate and detailed, it's clear that they were inspired by that and implemented that into this game because mm-hmm. everything feels alive. Everything feels organic. Does that make sense? No, it definitely does. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah. No. Yeah. It definitely... <laughs> no, no, it definitely... No, yeah. The most contradictory statement in the human English. No, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, it definitely <laughs> makes sense. I, I, I get that. I wonder... Uh, like, I'm enjoying the game. It sounds like you're definitely enjoying it a lot more than me. Not that I'm not enjoying it. I just... I'm not enraptured by it. Like, it's definitely a lot of fun. There's nothing wrong with the game. But I don't feel, like, I don't feel that 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 grip. And I'm worried that if something even slightly steals my attention, then I'm just going to be like, oh, okay, I'll put this down for a bit and then come back to it, like, five months later. That's what I'm worried about. I don't want that to happen. I'm still playing it and I'm still enjoying it. But I don't feel that grip. That's what I don't want to happen with The Witcher. <laughs> and remember, The Witcher is fantasy. This is not a fantasy game. So That's true. Once that fantasy... Those, the, the grips of fantasy come reaching out for my heart and pull me down the witcher will be there for me because after this game my next game is far cry 5 and that's a drastic departure from from this game as far as style as uh maybe it'll have like the same open world map where you have to go unlock these towers and shit like that because yeah. ubisoft does that with every game but Pretty as much. far as the actual gameplay it'll be very different and then after Far Cry 5, I'll be like, okay, now I'm ready for The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my next game was going to be Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> oh, do you want to get into the news now? Is that what you're segueing into? Well, I mean, I figured it, it, that was organically what I was going to you know, say, <laughs> but it just kind of works out that way. <laughs> yeah, so let's move on to the news then, because you're not playing anything else, right? No, that's it. Just like dab, you know, taking my little chips away at uh, Assassin's Creed Oranges. Yeah, me neither. All right, so let's move on to news. The first one is a smaller dose of news. Uh, since you were bringing it up, why don't you say stuff? Well, Red Dead Redemption has been delayed. Cue the 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 sounds of shock and awe, because <laughs> no one saw that coming. It only happened four times with Grand Theft Auto V. <laughs> um so red dead redemption has been delayed again bummer to october 26 2018 uh the bright side we have a solid date now october 26 2018 downside is we have to wait till the end of the year it will it's a downside if you know if you want it to be because right now there's a very crowded early 2018 happening right now um, as you mentioned, AJ, Far Cry 5 is coming out. Uh, God of War 4 is coming out in April. God of War? Did you just call it 4? No, God, it, for all intents and purposes, God of War 4. God of War Valhalla Edition. Which <laughs> is going to be my reason for buying a PS4 before Spider-Man comes out. 
Because Vikings. Yep. Like, I, I've been telling people, like, God of War looks awesome. If you took away the God of War name and you just made it a Viking game, it still would be great. <laughs> yeah. That's not... Kratos is not the draw to the game right now. The game is the draw. Mm, I beg to differ. I'm pretty I, sure with the with the way this game looks, people would be really interested in it, even if it wasn't I, Kratos. I agree. Cause, However, because Horizon did that, I would challenge that while people would be interested, they wouldn't be as interested if it didn't have kratos's character and name attached to it well the hype initially is what got him going but i'm i'm pretty sure because in the because in the playstation fanboys gonna be like oh another new ip what's xbox doing (laughs) (laughs) i mean this is true yes (laughs) so there would have been different hype surrounding it but i mean like you said now now think about it like this uh I mean, I know you're kind of an exception because for you, Norse mythology is like your thing. And and that's totally cool for any other person who um, is not as into it. They see this new IP, quote unquote, that's not God of War attached to it. Does that make them buy a PS4 when they already have an Xbox to play it? Or does the next God of War that now takes on Norse mythology make someone buy a PS4 when they already have an Xbox? So that, that's, well, that's a special situation. I'm saying people that have a PS4 would be on board no matter what. Oh, yeah. It was God of War or not. Well, people were on fucking Octodad when it was a <laughs> PS4 exclusive because no, it was weren't. a PS4 exclusive. No, they weren't. You're talking I, shit. No. I swear to God, when I would find myself in GameStop for what, when, you know, for reasons, uh, <laughs> uh, when I would find myself in GameStop, I would hear people talking about like, oh, PlayStation's got all the indies and all the exclusives. They have, you know, we have Bloodborne coming out. We have Octodad. We have this. And I was like, you really just mentioned Octodad? (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard anybody do that. I've never heard anybody tout, oh, yeah, we got Octodad. (laughs) I've heard, that is the the craziest one I've heard touted. I've heard Knack touted, as mediocre as that game was. Um and I really like it only got a sequel because the first one was one of very few things available. So that's why it sold well. Um, but uh, Knack was one I heard touted. Uh, Killzone, um, Shadowfall. Even though it's kind of eh, it still makes sense because it's pretty. Yeah. It was a pretty game. Yeah. And that's kind of what launch titles are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though. Uh, I still enjoyed Rise very much as a launch title. Um, as repetitive as that combat was, I still enjoyed it. I like the. I wish they would, a sequel would happen because I think they could really build off of it. I agree. Um, and that game's graphics are still fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that came out in 2013. I watched a a video of it because of that speech that happens, the We Are Rome speech. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, these graphics still look amazing. <laughs> That's the thing about Crytek, man. I I, I, I think to, th- to this day, they're the best, like, visually producing, visual producing developer they age, they in the industry. Really well, their stuff. Yeah. Like, even fucking Crisis still looks amazing on PC. Yeah. Um. All right. So, as since we were talking about first-party shit, 
<laughs> segues right into the next piece of news, uh, which is where the Xbox Game Pass, which you can, was it 10 bucks a month? 10 bucks a month. Yeah. All Microsoft's first party titles will be available in the Game Pass at launch, which is insane. Isn't that insane to you? A bit. If you ask me, that's if you ask me, that's nuts. And uh, <laughs> um, no, I I think now Microsoft is really trying to like start this Netflix future of games. And I, it's funny. I have a a one month subscription or like a trial that came with my ex that I plan on redeeming like right around the time Sea of Thieves drops, just yeah. to get the idea of what a subscription service system feels like when a game comes out on launch day so i'm interested in seeing how that plays out i'm also interested in seeing how it affects retailers you know because if they completely move over not completely but if they move over to this subscription-based model um where that's like their their creme de la creme how's that going to affect your game stops and walmarts and targets and shit like that i don't care (laughs) (laughs) Um, by the way, when I said it's insane, I said it's insane as far, far as value for the consumer, not like Microsoft's making a terrible move. I think it's, they're making an amazing move. No, I, I think agree. this will especially help things like Sea of Thieves where people would be reluctant. I personally wasn't going to pick that game up at launch. I was interested. I was maybe going to play an open beta if there ever was one, but I don't know if I was going to be on board no pun um if uh if the game was a full 60 but since i have a free month of game pass i can try it out and play it just fine and then if i like it just continue keep paying 10 bucks a month plus i'll have access to all these other games plus crackdown 3 and and uh what's the other one the next halo and the next gears uh well no the zombie game state of decay 2 oh state of decay 2 yeah yeah so um, it's, I think it's good. It, it's especially good for games like Sea of Thieves that are games as a service type games, right? To where you don't have to pay a full sixty dollar price tag. Um, well, now, now here's the other the fun part too, because people pay are paying attention a lot uh, for obvious reasons, like to all the the day one launch games that would be coming out that mean that. Instead of paying a full sixty, you're paying ten bucks a month, and you get access to those games. First off, if you do the math, ten bucks a month for a whole year—that's two games, right? If mm-hmm. you were to just buy two games outright, that's the same amount of money spent. Yeah. Um, right off the bat, this year you're getting Sea of Thieves, State of Decay Two, Crackdown Three. I—I uh, I don't know if State of Decay Two is a full sixty. I—I I don't know if it's still being touted as a ID at Xbox game or if it's like a full-fledged Microsoft AAA exclusive, but. For argument's sake, we'll say it's still an indie game and say thirty bucks. I think the already first one was only twenty. Yeah, the first you know, the first one was only on on Xbox, so mm-hmm. three sixty. I mean, um, so that's already savings there. Then you have to look at legacy games that are already on Game Pass, which Microsoft already said they're first party titles. Once they're in there, they're there. That's it. Uh, Halo Five Guardians is now only twenty bucks. Gears of War Four is forty bucks. Halo Wars Two, sixty bucks. Recore, 20 bucks. Sunset Overdrive, which to this day is the most underrated Xbox One game on the platform, 30 bucks. These are all games that you now have access to the moment you subscribe. And 
that's just that's insane. That's <laughs> 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 just insane. And I, th- um, I think it's great too because I think this is the step into pushing it to where because used games hurt everyone except for the consumer really but as far as the people that make the games it hurts everyone it hurts people that develop it people that publish it etc and this Mm -hmm. is them trying to stop that because essentially like i mean microsoft sony and nintendo kind of built and created this fucking monster dragon called gamestop because they started doing all these pre-order incentives for for GameStop and stuff like that, and now it's just like they're trying to figure out how to slay this dragon. <laughs> <laughs> because GameStop constantly does this thing where if you buy a game brand new, beat it, bring it back within the next thirty days, and you get thirty-five dollars, and you can put that towards the next game that comes out, and then people buy that used copy and then they'll beat it and then trade it back in or even return it if it's within seven days because sometimes that happens at GameStop and uh, so if one copy is sold but 12 people play it that's 11 copies they didn't sell Yeah, and that hurts them a lot mm-hmm. so I think this is awesome and since I'm digital all- anyway I'm all digital that's it pretty much is a no-brainer for me because I don't buy my games physical. I, it depends. Well, I just go for the deals pretty much. Yeah. You know, if it, if if it makes more sense for me in terms of cost to go to go physical over digital, then then I'll do it. But most of the time, I try and stick to digital. Um, the other thing I like about it too is it kind of it kind of nips the games as a service argument in the bud while somehow being able to serve both audiences like on one side you have games as a service being uh tackled from a different angle where it's a subscription service to access all these games like netflix and then you have a regular steady income to access these single player or multiplayer games that are in your platform um and on the other side you're still able to have these single player type of experiences while still being able to generate revenue from them through this regular subscription based service so i just think i think i kind of went in a circle there but you get what i'm trying to say like it it serves both audiences in a unique way that i don't think um that i don't think anyone was anticipating but i think we're all kind of ready for yeah uh i remember right when like digital was starting to get big there was a lot of like pushback from people who still bought physical copies saying like they wanted ownership over their games. Right. Um, now at this point, buying digital, like there's still the, the question of DRM, like the DRM still belongs to the platform. So at this point now, if that's the case, I'll just pay a fee and play them while they're there. And when they're gone, they're gone. But you can still own these games too. That's the cool thing. If you have yeah. game pass and you want to own the game forever, then you just you get a discount which is neat 20 percent off and i know you're using netflix as an analogy and it sort of works just because of they put games in and can take them out and stuff like that but you download these games they're not streaming the games that's true well on netflix you could download now too really yeah you could download whatever you're, you could download stranger things on your phone right now and watch it offline on your phone well on your phone on your computer i don't know about on your xbox i doubt on your xbox but but you can on like 
What if you access basically all of the devices? <laughs> what if you access it on your Blu-ray player? Uh, I don't think so. I think because the Blu-ray player probably doesn't have like built-in hard drive, like storage. Yeah, hard drive. Um, which surprises me why the Xbox or the PlayStation wouldn't be able to do it. But I know for a fact your PC, your phone, your tablet, your iPad, um, if you have Netflix on there, you can download shows and TV and movies to watch offline. Why the fuck doesn't Hulu do that? Well, because Hulu's Hulu and Netflix is king. Yeah, because Hulu, they don't. They, I, I just discovered this because we just started using Hulu to finish off Vikings. Um, they don't buffer uh at all <laughs> it's a straight stream so if you get like uh so the reason i discovered this is because uh this the tv we have downstairs is a vizio and uh it's been a fine tv as far as picture and everything but the our router is upstairs and apparently the wireless cards in vizio tvs can't go past like 20 feet that's weird so um if your router is not close to it, uh, it'll constantly like lose connection from the router and then reconnect. And since Hulu doesn't buffer, it'll just make it skip all the time. And whenever that happens, it'll make it immediately skip. Um, we have Amazon Prime as well, and Amazon Prime also doesn't buffer, and it would just kick us right out. <laughs> 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 so that's some lessons I learned about those services Hulu was way worse but yeah no so, I haven't well just, I haven't had any issue with with skipping on Hulu um, no, no, or no. Prime the reason, the reason it skips is because the TV it uh, the wireless card in it sucks it doesn't even have it of like a common cheap laptop that's how mm-hmm. bad the wireless card is in Vizio TVs so basically the lesson is don't buy a Vizio TV <laughs> and don't do drugs, kids. Unless you're going to have your TV right next to the router. Don't buy ah. a Vizio. Because, like I said, Hulu doesn't buffer. It it depends on a constant uh, connection. And if that connection gets interrupted, then your, your uh, stream is going to skip. That's the point I was trying to make. What you uh what you fiddling with over there? I keep hearing something getting played with in the background. Oh, it's uh, a <laughs> I, I didn't even realize I was doing it. It's uh what is this? It's eye drops. I just love how you giggled before you started to answer. Because like, I didn't realize not... I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. My coworker at work, he uh he has a whenever he talks to a guest, he gets a pen. And he like taps it really hard, just like click, 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 and he doesn't realize he's doing it. And and so I asked him, I'm like, you know, you smack a pen against the register really loud when you're talking to a guest. <laughs> and he's like, no. So one time I recorded it on my phone and I played it for him. He started cracking up. He's like, I didn't know it was that loud. And I'm like, you're the one doing it. How do you not know? <laughs> it's the same way. Anytime we've done the podcast in the past, and you're like, hey, uh, there's alarms going on in the background. Do you hear that? I'm like, no. You're like you don't hear that siren going on right now. I was like, nah, city life, man. <laughs> I yeah. You just kind of grow immune to these things. I guess it's the same way with me in planes. Yeah. Since I'm, since I'm near the air force base, although sometimes in planes are loud as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I feel like one's about to come barreling down into my house. All right. So um, next piece of news, the big one. 
the biggin. It's just rumor, but the rumor is Microsoft is interested in buying out Electronic Arts, uh, which is the main one that everyone's talking about. Mm-hmm. Valve and who's the PUBG maker? Uh, PUBG Corp. PUBG Corp. That's what they're called, PUBG Core. Yeah, uh, well, because what ended up happening, Bluehole was the main developer, and then they Bluehole. <laughs> Shh, no dirty thoughts. Uh, Bluehole was the main developer. Then they like branched off a team of people to um, continue to service the game that have have been dubbed PUBG Core now. Uh, so that's that's who uh, that's who officially develops and runs PUBG. Okay. Um, yeah, so th- those are the three different uh, uh, different people that uh, Microsoft is considering ac- acquiring. PUBG one's the most likely if any, if any of these happen. Agreed. Uh, Valve probably won't happen at all. Not a, not oh, a god. Imagine if it did. <laughs> the the internet would shatter <laughs> in disbelief. I think if Electronic Arts happens, that same thing could shatter. But it would also make sense. Valve doesn't make sense, but EA makes com- perfect sense. Actually, I disagree. I think Valve makes more sense than EA. Why? They don't. Well, well, here you, I'll let you go first because you were saying EA makes sense. Uh, so I want you to finish what you were saying. Well, so many titles under EA were Microsoft exclusive, right? But my biggest thing would be. If Microsoft bought EA, it would essentially wipe clean all of the ill will that EA currently has. <laughs> Hopefully, Microsoft would just turn that ship right around. And I mean, I, I assume a lot of people would lose their jobs, which would be really sad. But um, I think they would completely change like the mission of Electronic Arts, and all that ill will would be gone. Like I, I have a feeling they would, if the microtransactions were still a thing, it would be completely different. Cause look at Halo, look at Gears, um, and then you get things like Titanfall back, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you essentially get my, uh, Mass Effect back, but you get all of Bioware too, and yeah. that's insane. But the biggest one that's the most insane would be I they get the sports games but man they would have FIFA and ha- and owning FIFA as a first party that would single-handedly make them the dominant console in Europe <laughs> well okay so now here's the thing this is where I feel like Valve would make more sense than EA and this is where I feel like PUBG is the only likely scenario if any of this were to go to were to go down so here's my reason first i'm going to start with the ea thing if they bought ea you have one of two things that could happen you could have microsoft being the very consumer friendly company that they've been despite people still wanting to throw stones at them um and decide you know what even though we now own this publisher this platform the stuff that is multi-plat will stay multi-plat so your FIFAs, your Maddens, your NBAs, and and your 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 multi-platform stuff that's on every device known to man that'll stay multi-platform, just like they See, did with I Minecraft. Don't think that will. Well, I mean, they did it with Minecraft. Well, because Minecraft it's, already existed. 
and so do these sports titles on right. well the, these... but they do new sports titles every year fair so that means after the acquisition all forward moving all the sports titles that came out after the acquisition would then be exclusive that's like saying minecraft 2 will be multi-platform but that doesn't make sense because it doesn't exist and i doubt they'd ever minecraft 2 is ever going to happen there's no real reason for it to happen Mm -hmm. and so it can just stay multi-platform but sony there's no baseball game on xbox sony has a stranglehold on that can you imagine if microsoft's like yeah well we got football both of them (laughs) (laughs) he's just both of them hockey and I mean NBA Live is whatever, but I don't know. I just I just I, something tells me Microsoft wouldn't do that based on how they've been, based on the decisions they've been making recently. I just don't feel like they would do that, and that's where I feel like it would be detrimental to their reputation as a console company. Like I feel like as a brand, as Xbox, as a brand and as a service, it would prosper. But then I think that the perception of Microsoft and Xbox would become a service company, a software company, rather than a hardware company. Because then it, it gets back to that that argument that's been thrown around there recently. And it's it's a valid one. It's a valid concern about why should I own an Xbox if, if, uh, if I can get everything on an Xbox and then some on a PlayStation 4 or a PC – then what what is drawing me into an Xbox? If they do this, and I truly believe... I don't believe think they're going to stop with hardware anytime. They just released the most powerful console. I'm, I'm not ever. saying they will stop. I'm just saying that it wouldn't, it wouldn't work in their favor in terms of promoting the console. Because I think that the decisions they would make if they were to acquire EA would be the same types of decisions they've been making recently that are very consumer-friendly. And I think that the stuff that EA has been putting out since the dawn of time, being multi-platform stuff, I don't think that they would stop that. And why would? One hundred percent, I think they would. Well, okay. Well, that that would be scenario B. Scenario B would be them doing that, making everything uh, subsequent from here on out uh, exclusive to PC and Xbox, because they're not gonna. They, I mean, let's face it, they're gonna make it play anywhere, and that would give them access to. Actually, I had. Give me two seconds. I had the list up. Uh, and I want to just call out some some big names. Uh, what? Uh, franchises that Electro- Electronic Arts owns that oh. Microsoft would then have access to. That would give Microsoft complete ownership over Battlefield, Crisis, Dead Space, Dragon Age, FIFA, Madden, uh, Fight Night, the, foot, the you know, boxing, uh, Titanfall, Star Wars, because right now EA owns the license to uh, produce Star Wars games. Um, Need for Speed, NHL, uh, Sims, which is huge on PC, um, just to name a few. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just to name a few. Mass Effect is obviously another big one. That would give them access to all of that content to then make exclusive, quote unquote, to their uh, Xbox and PC platforms, and immediately, you know, they they'd be the dominant force in terms of like first party. Uh, titles that would be good to bolster their first party lineup i don't think that they would get the best reception from the consumer i feel like i I would feel like they would get treated remember sony straight up stole final fantasy from nintendo Ah, that was that was different (laughs) it was not different 
It was different. Sony well, came Sony... in and strong-armed Nintendo, and now look at them. Now everyone thinks they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, not necessarily, because Nintendo was trying to take the hardware that they were developing for their CD-based, their CD-ROM-based uh, uh, console that ended up being the N64, or ended up being the PlayStation that was going to be the N64, and tried to basically claim all ownership over it. And Sony was like, ah, we want some kind of credit for this and they were like no we're not we're not doing that and they were like okay well fuck you we're gonna just make it for ourselves and that was the story of sony and the playstation and then final Um, fantasy was never seen on nintendo consoles ever again that is not true sir (laughs) (laughs) we got final fantasy 3 that used to be just in japan on the ds (laughs) consoles that hey, the handhelds count the, as consoles. The number, no, they don't. The number, <laughs> the numbered Final Fantasy games, they stopped pretty much, right? Uh, on Nintendo, pretty much stopped. He said Final Fantasy three. <laughs> hey, up until the point where it came out on DS, it wasn't available in the U.S., so I count it. Um, I think you're right. I think after six, because everything else associates Final Fantasy with Sony, even though. They've started going on Xbox as well. Was it since 10? No, since 11. Uh, 11 was the first MMO one. That was the first one on 360. You're right. Uh, anyway, so I, I, what I think would end up happening in that scenario is that Microsoft, the, the, the people would kind of look at Microsoft the same way they kind of look at the Yankees with baseball, where they just bought a World Series. And and nobody likes that. Well, and Microsoft <laughs> except, would except be Yankees like, fans. So, <laughs> well, yeah, of course, Microsoft would be like so. But at the same time, you know, it's it doesn't. I mean, because they mesh. already do all these exclusive deals with these fucking sports games anyway, trying to win over the European audience. If the if FIFA was available only on the Xbox, I'm telling you, they would expand their dominance into Europe. And then they would be more than because everyone considers the Xbox to be just North American popularity. Oh yeah, that's I mean obviously and that would completely dominate it over in Europe. Tell but now here's where, I, but like, now here's where I, I think I, I uh, this probably will never happen anyway. But right, right, exactly. This is all this is all just like speculation at this point. If this were to go down, this would be as big in the gaming world as this was in the movie industry when Disney acquired Marvel. Maybe even Star Wars. Maybe Star Wars. I was going to say, yeah, maybe even Star Wars. Like, that's... We're talking that level big. And, I mean, they would have to spend some money. And it doesn't mean to... Microsoft would own Star Wars games either. No, they would just own the license to make them. contract ends with EA. Uh, let's see. Do I have that up? Star Wars yeah, license? There could be some stipulation that where they're like, if EA is bought out by another company, then the license for EA ends. Yeah, that's true. There could be a stipulation in that contract. But oh, anyway, okay. now here's why I think Valve would make more sense than EA. Um, Valve doesn't even make games anymore. No, they don't. But what they do make is Steam. And what Steam is, is the most dominant platform on PC when it comes to sell, buying and selling and you know, doing stuff with games as a market uh, or as a marketplace. And I think that if Microsoft tapped into that revenue, then they would own their platforms entirely. You know, because right now on PC, yeah, Microsoft is the software that people play PC games on, 
but at the end of the day, they're giving their money to Valve when it comes to playing those PCs. You know, ninety percent of the time. You know, for I those random if Steam would change into games for Windows. I think they would brand. They would definitely rebrand it. It would be like Steambox or some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I. I but Microsoft that, Steam. That I think would open up the floodgates of like if you're playing on a pc or an xbox you are playing on a microsoft platform like through and throughout and that's where i think that valve makes more sense than ea even though those games released on valve's platform are all just released by the publisher and the developer i think tapping into that revenue is exactly what microsoft would want because then they wouldn't have to fight with anybody that's just you know what i didn't even think of is if they bought ea what would happen to origin Origin would absolutely get folded into Xbox, Steam. like the or or you know what I mean, yeah. Because they release their games on Steam. Who? EA. Microsoft. Oh, Microsoft does. It, it depends. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. It 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 kind of um, it can go either way. Like Killer Instinct just got released on Steam, but then you have games like uh, Halo Wars Two, for example, which is still strictly uh, Windows Ten marketplace or uh xbox mm. so it, it kind of it depends but then halo wars one is on steam so that's weird but uh that's where i feel like valve makes more sense because valve that's just a that's really that's not a game manufacturer that they have to compete with that's just a marketplace that is truly taking a lot of pieces out of microsoft's pie I don't know. Like they, they would get, they would gain so much. They would gain a giant first party lineup if they bought EA. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I absolutely agree. I just and their freaking and then their their press conferences at E three would be fucking insane. <laughs> I don't think but they'd then, ever show the fo- the, the the sports games. They'd probably no, be in like not. a sizzle reel. It's just like you don't need to. EA does it because they really don't have anything else. Yeah, they show off like twenty minutes of Battlefront. <laughs> and then we're gonna we're gonna bring a football player on stage and interview him for 15 minutes but now here's for the the insanity double whammy you ready for this aj microsoft buys ea they make all subsequent titles first party that's pc and micro and xbox platforms right yeah every xbox game pass game for uh, first party launch game is already on xbox game pass so that's the next Star Wars, while it's available, well, while it's through EA's license, yeah. that's well, the they next all, Titanfall. They also have EA Access, the next Mass Effect, which is yeah, exclusive exactly. to Xbox. So, <laughs> so I think that would just mesh into Xbox Game Pass, which would be fucking bonkers. And that's why I say it makes the most sense because they already have a strong partnership. They do EA and Microsoft. So as much There's stuff as they already do me. together. That would be insane if they purchased it. And who I would knows? Say, Maybe Valve would be next sometime down the road. <laughs> or if they did both, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a whole different thing. Actually, now that I think about it, it doesn't even necessarily need to be all games. I think at the very least, if, if I were to meet with you somewhere in the middle on this, whether or not things would become first party or they would stay multiplat, at the very least, sports games would still remain multiplat. So I just There's, don't... I know, I know they would still make money off of it for the PlayStation copy. I just don't see them publishing going forward. Minecraft mm. makes sense because it's already existed, and they and it still exists. 
after they've purchased it. But if say they purchased it this year, that means Madden 2019. They didn't. They didn't. Or what would it be called? Madden, whatever the fuck. FIFA FIFA 2020. That <laughs> wouldn't. <laughs> that wouldn't have been uh, developed dur- before uh, during the acquisition or before the acquisition. You know. That's why I think going forward it wouldn't be. Yeah. <clears throat> well, all right. Bottom line, if it's EA, if you're Mike, well, if if I'm Microsoft and you're, and you're EA, either one's insane. Obviously, yeah. I still I agree with you. I think PUBG is the most likely. I think right now is the time to do it because it's not on any other platform. So, so they I was can reading nip that. something that EA is only worth like thirty something billion. And, not only. <laughs> and, and Microsoft has like. 90 billion dollars in <laughs> no they have like 130 something billion dollar war chest so it's not like microsoft can't afford them <laughs> well yeah well actually you beat me to it i was going to ask you and i guess i'll just move this over to valve instead i was going to ask you i'm microsoft your ea name your price how much do you sell i don't know because i don't know how much valve is worth i uh, just read see. that thing with ea the other day let me see valve corporation uh, they're a private company. They're not publicly traded. So right now, their total equity is measured at two and a half billion. No, okay. as, as of 2012, that's so, a jump change to Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they could yeah, buy this... EA and buy three valves. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, as you said, Gabe and the rest of them, they're just making money off the platform. They don't care. Yeah. So, and you know what I just realized? If they bought Valve again, hopefully they'd start making games again. That'd be nice. I'd love to see a fucking Half-Life 3 Valve. Left 4 Dead 3, Portal 3. No, 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 fuck all that shit. Half-Life 3 Valve. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they'd still need Half-Life 2 Episode 3. <laughs> Just call it Half-Life 3. The, the naming system was weird with Half-Life 2 and Episode 1 and Episode 2 anyway. Well, because it continued the story of Half-Life 2. No, I know, but wasn't Half-Life 2 the core game Episode 1? Then why is the second Episode Episode no, 1? It was Half-Life 2. And then Half-Life the, 2 Episode 1, and then Half-Life uh-huh. 2 Episode 2. That's three things you just named, and the last one ended in two. Yep. <laughs> so, anyway, um, the other thing I just realized, I guess to kind of put a cap on this, is that Valve has a license or like an, some type of ownership on the Vive headset platform that is co-developed with HTC. So that Valve automatically does. gives Valve does so that if they were to buy Valve, that would automatically give Microsoft access to all of that R and D on the HTC Vive headset. Doesn't Microsoft already have R and D with the Vibe? Not not with the Vibe. They have R and D with their own VR with um, their mixed reality headsets, which know, from, just... from what I've seen, technically are a lot better. I just don't give a shit about VR. It's not how I want to play games. Unless you That's can fair. fool me into thinking I'm in Ready Player One. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> if the VR is like Ready Player One, then I'm on board. So that's 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 a whole different level. That's like AR. I'm just saying I don't care about VR <laughs> unless it's like fucking Ready Player One. That's fair. Which, who knows, 100 years it might be. We'll be long gone. And uh, science will catch up. <laughs> we'll live to be 132 years old. I mean, right now my, my legs, they're they are only human, but I'm working on that. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh, 
down. All right, I think that's a good place to end it. Womp womp. I'm, I'm low key out of it today. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get a nap. There've been a lot of pauses between us. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, I didn't get a nap today. I was. I had like this rush of adrenaline after that fucking hockey game, and then I just started coming down right before we pressed record. <laughs> and then, uh, yep. Yeah, I um, I I just got done with a six day work week, like a six day stretch, and I'm fucking burnt out. Luckily, though, I have the next ten days all to myself, where I plan to work on my YouTube's channel. You're gonna be off for the next ten days. Yarp. What the fuck? Yarp. Why? And well, because YouTube is my job for the next ten days. Well, I mean, meantime. why 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 do you have ten days off of your day job? Did you is it PTO that you requested? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You'd be like, what the fuck? Why do you have ten days off? No, no, no. This is this is my own personal paid time off that I'm taking to uh, to reflect and make YouTube videos. Lots, of, <laughs> lots of X tube. You're so stupid. <laughs> I say I do that to my coworkers so much that they just expect it every time they say something. They're like, oh yeah. It's like I can't wait to be off tomorrow, and then they they already look at me knowing I'm about to be like. Big nut on X hamster, huh? <laughs> so already shaking their head. Yep. Before uh, before I even get it out. Mm. Dirty, right, well, dirty boy. Uh, you can find me on all social media stuff. <laughs> hey AJ, where can everybody find you? <laughs> well, I was reluctant to say channels because that's what you say. But uh, That's okay. all my you can stuff, say channels. My stuff. No, I don't want to say channels. <laughs> God damn it! Um, you can find me on all my stuff: Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, at its reaver, not re- at reaver, at its reaver. <laughs> a lot of I say that, and a lot of people still think it's just reaver. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's reaver. It's like, it's reaver. Yeah, that's like, a, that like a pimp like named You got to say the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> at it's reaver on twitch twitch no twitter <laughs> instagram and, and YouTube. <laughs> oh man all right steven yes sir where can people find you and fuck up more than me so i don't feel like an ass all right you could um you can <laughs> search uh, you can um bing me at bing you <laughs> Uh, you can find me on all social media channels at Steve Aku. That's S T E E V A K U. That includes the Twitter, the Insta, the. What else is there? Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Twitter and Insta, YouTube, your Snapchat, <laughs> your, uh, your my Christian, Twitter, my Instagram, my YouTube, my what's the the. Your farmers the, only. The the. Oh my god. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Those three. No, but what's the other one? The one that Mark always mentioned. Grinder. <laughs> I didn't know that's what you were thinking of. Well, you were like naming off all these other random things. I was like, okay, let me bring back Mark's humor to some degree. Christian mingle and farmers only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
Dude, on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the YouTube. Words, it's like atheists. Mingle. That's just called regular dating websites. <laughs> That's just called Tinder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, this has been a weird episode. <laughs> uh, we will uh, talk to you guys next week. Alvidezian. Latest on the Mender. No, no.